I am endlessly fascinated and inspired by people. I love being a therapist and I'm deeply grateful for the intimate and beautiful work I get to do. I believe we are wildly capable of healing and making this world a better place, and this is my attempt at doing that. Sharing beauty to invoke beauty. May you find yourself inside these stories and ponderings and be better for it. Cheers. Hey guys, happy week and happy to be back here again with you all. Um, couple fun announcements. One, I just did my first therapist meetup hangout and it was awesome. You guys, if you are a therapist or you are on your way to being a therapist or a coach or whatever, and you want to meet some awesome people and have good coffee and conversation, please come hang out sometime. It was amazing. There's something I think when you get to be in that weird little niche place with people that are also like in your field and then you get to just geek out on, I don't know, <laughs> on the work itself. It is, it's so much fun. And I feel like sometimes as therapists, we can get like isolated and it can get lonely. And so it was lovely being able to all sit together and just, I don't know, not to so alone, just being able to engage and being together. And it was lovely. So Lindy and Megan and Bryn and Serena and Kirsten and Katie, you guys rock. I'm so glad that you were there. And I would love to see um, the rest of you therapists come join us sometime. If you are looking for more information on that, you can always keep an eye out on Instagram at elisesnipes underscore collective or go to my website and put your name down on the list for RSVP. Um, I think there's a section called for professionals and I keep people in the loop about all sorts of different activities and things that I'm going to be hosting for therapists in this area. I just want to take like this... I want to take the professionals and the people that are serving like the rest of the population and I want us to get together and I want us to do good work. Um, also, I am planning some fun in-person events for all the rest of us. So for everybody who's not a therapist, it's coming up this summer. The first one is going to be July 20th. Okay, mark your calendars in San Juan Capistrano down here by the beach, July 20th. It's going to be a mind-body event. So I'm pairing up with one of my good friends and we're going to be doing a full workshop on the idea of the intersection of our core beliefs and our core strengths. And so we're going to do, I'll be focusing on the mind portion. She'll be focusing on the body portion and it's going to be epic. So I can't wait. And I'm super excited again to get to meet people in person. And so that way we can share more space than just internet space. So tickets are going to be available on my website, elisesnipes.com. There's only 50 spots for this event. Um, would love to have you there again, as always, Instagram, website, whatever, all the other ways we get to stay in touch. So with that being said, television. So I don't know what it is like for you guys to pick a show. I literally had to go and ask people for suggestions this last week because there's times where like all the like regular year TV shows end and then I'm like, okay, well now what do I watch? And then we're waiting for summertime TV to start and then I forgot what I was watching in the last summertime. Do I really want to pick that back up? Blah, blah, blah. So I asked for recommendations. The recommendations I got were hilarious and amazing. Most, most everybody said to watch Dead to Me, which was actually great. So if you're looking for a Netflix recommendation, Dead to Me was good. One season long, but great. I thought it would be um, funnier because it was Christina Applegate, but it was just really good. So there's that. Now, couples and watching television. So my husband and I were like, hey, what do we watch? And there's certain shows that we like watch solo and then there's sh certain shows that we want to watch together. So we got like four seasons into Game of Thrones and just kind of gave up. Don't hate us. It's true. Other shows we watched together were like Ozarks and I'm like, okay, why is every show we watch like dark and like unredemptive? <laughs> so 
We were trying to find a show that we could watch together that felt like we didn't want to die afterwards, or we didn't feel like the whole world was going to hell in a handbasket and that everyone is a drug lord. So we're, again, we always, without a fault, you ready? We default to cooking shows. Yep. So there are some great cooking shows out there, like Chef's Table and, and things that don't just feel um, like the Barefoot Contessa, right? And this show that we watched this week was called Street Food. I don't know if you've seen it. It is also on Netflix. You guys, one, you're going to be hungry. Two, people that are cooking street food are unfreaking real. The amount of resourcefulness that it takes to be able to take food and transform it into the dishes that they're making, next level. And I literally don't even cook, okay? <laughs> so this is from a total like novice perspective. As I'm watching this show, I'm like, what in the actual world? There was this woman on there. there were, the episode I'm referring to specifically was episode one, and they are um, focusing on Thai food in Bangkok. Um, I spent a semester abroad in Thailand and stayed um, for a couple more months living there, and so Thailand already has this like super special spot in my heart. So as I'm watching this episode, I'm like, oh, I know what that smells like. I know what that tastes like. I, and the smell of propane and people riding on mopeds everywhere and <laughs> holding actual like propane tanks in the back. So dangerous and so amazing. So I'm watching the show and I'm like in it to win it, right? I'm like, we need to order Thai food right now. No, we need to go to Thailand right now. What, whatever was happening with the show, I like needed to go through the television and into the episode. And then this lady gets on there, and it's the story, her name's Jay Fi, and she is a street cook turned Michelin star chef. Please go watch this episode. She's 73 years old, and she is a total badass. At one point in the episode, okay, and you literally, you need to watch it. I don't know if I can give you the, the visual. She wears, like, snowboarding goggles, and she her arms are so ripped and, like, sinewy because she's been holding this walk for, like, a hundred years and cooking over, like, charcoal fire. Again, badass. Again, watch a show, Netflix. But at one point in the episode, she's talking about the different things that led her to that point. She was used to work as a seamstress. There was a fire in the building. She lost everything, all of her tools. She was watching her mom who's cooking noodles. She wanted to cook. Her mom said no. And basically she was like, watch me. Like she lit, she decided that her mom said no. And that lit this fire under her to go and just kill this industry. So she does. And after she talks about cooking for like these 40 past years, she says, I know my strength. And I know the episode went on beyond this, but I kept on coming back to that statement. I know my strength. I know, I know my strength. She's referring to what she knows she's capable of and in regards to the hours that she works in and the type of restaurant that she has and blah, 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 blah. But she led with this like total like ballsy statement. Like I know my strength. And you guys, it wasn't, it wasn't pompous. It wasn't, um... It wasn't bigger than she was. It was just like the super bold, straightforward, honest observation, objective statement about how, where she operates from and how she lives. I know my strength. And I was, I felt like pierced. Like I thought, damn, like what, like, what a bold, but like honest place to live from. Like what if we all lived from this place? What if we just owned our strength and lived our lives? She wasn't like pompous over the top. She wasn't apologetic. She just 
honest. This woman knows who she is, period, and she operates from this place like a total boss, and it's fierce. Just please go watch this episode, and then come back here, and then let's talk about it, because she's not confused. She's not bragging. She's just owning. She's in this place of intimate knowledge of who she is, what she has to offer the world, and then she just does it. So this is what I want to do with us today. I want to do that same thing. I want to like harness our own little like J-Fi and figure out what fire within us could speak to our own strengths, big, small, obvious, unseen, maybe that you've never even acknowledged or, or listened to or heard about. I want you to know what within you sets you on fire. And I don't mean that in like a, in a cheap way. I mean that in a genuine way that you could be like, yeah, that's exactly who I am. Not trying to be bigger than we are and not trying to be smaller than we are so that you can make the rest of the room comfortable. Just knowing our strength and living from that place. So do you know yours? Do you know your strength? And do you live from it? Because I think that there's a difference between knowing our, our valuable traits or whatever, but then actually living from it, actually sharing with it, actually teaching others from that place, actually sharing it and being generous and giving it away and, and letting people see us in that strong place, in our bossness, in, our, in whatever space that we inhabit as our strength, doing so in a way that the rest of us can say, hell yeah, that person is absolutely owning their part of the street. If you know what this is, good. Please live from it loudly. Live from it largely. If you know who you are and your strength and the ways in which you can offer it back to the world, please do so so we can all see it. We need more visible stories of people that are doing this so that we don't just have to go scrambling around looking for someone who's doing this so we can see how we should do it too. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, we need bigger stories of people that are living right in their sweet spot so we can be like, yes, totally. When Beans is up on that stage preaching, that woman is hitting it. We can watch stories of people that are living into their strength, and then we can say, yeah, I want to own my stage in the way that she is, in the way that he is. It helps us understand how to better live into our own stories. So, I mean it. If you know what it is, do it loudly and largely so that we can all cheer you on. There's this, um, do you guys remember Uptown Funk? It's a catchy tune. And there's this, um, there's this, whatever, this part in the song, and Mark Ronson wrote, like, um, you guys, I'm not going to sing it for you. I should probably just play it. But it says, come on, dance, jump on it. If you sexy, then flaunt it. If you freaky, then own it. Don't brag about it. Come show me. And... What I love about that is that he's like, whatever you are, just flaunt it, own it, whatever whatever it is. However you show up to that song, just do it, own it, be that. And don't just talk about it, don't brag about it, actually show me. And I think that that is the, trans, uh, the transition from knowing and doing. I know who I am and now I'm dancing it out. And I think that is the place of that transformative piece of owning our stage and then getting up there and then doing the thing on the stage. That's activation. That's active living, and that's the place that we want our story to get to, so that we don't just aren't just left with intellectual knowledge. Like we don't just take the Enneagram test and know our number, but we can take it and own it, embrace it, and live from it. Otherwise, it's kind of a moot point, you guys. We'll just be like a bunch of people who know things, but like no one's getting better because of it. So, who are you? What are you? Don't just brag about it. Come show us. Live it out loud. Let us all see you. And this is the part where vulnerability comes in. 
You guys, we are living in like this super like vulnerable culture right now. But we here's here's a catch. A lot of the time when we talk about vulnerability, we talk about sharing deep things that tend to be negative. Like, oh, I'm just going to be so vulnerable. I'm going to tell you when I like screwed this up. Or I'm going to be so vulnerable. I'm going to talk, talk to you about my messed up past. And, and I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to let you know about my weaknesses and my biggest fears and, and, and the time and blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm talking about. We live in a culture right now where vulnerability is a buzzword and then we all tend to go to share our shade, our dark places. You guys, we need to rescue vulnerability from that spot. Vulnerability is also sharing your awesomeness. Vulnerability is also getting up and owning a part of who you are and not shrinking and apologizing because it's vulnerable to be strong. It's vulnerable to be awesome sometimes. It is. If, you, if you're listening to this and you... Here, here, I got asked the other day, hey, are, are, are you in a happy marriage? And I was like, I am. And you know what? I felt bad about saying that because I didn't want her to feel bad. What in the actual world? Sometimes, and I would suggest that more often, vulnerability needs to also be a sharing good stories of when our marriage is awesome. Also, of when we overcome something, of our strength, of the things that we're good at. Why, we don't want to relegate vulnerability to only being the thing that we like talk about because we've, we struggle with like struggle city. So do not limit vulnerability to that space. I want your vulnerability to also be about your strengths, about like this job you just landed. I got an email this week from a person I'm working with. She's like, life update. I freaking got it. And I was like, hell yes. This is what I'm talking about. Vulnerably sharing our positive things so that other people can celebrate with you. I want to hear about your awesome marriage. I want to hear about your rock and body. <laughs> I want to hear about um, your super organized pantry. I don't know what what is your your thing. I want you to see. I want to see you own your strength, and then I want to applaud you. I want you to to brag about it, and then I want you to freaking do it, so we can learn from you, right? If we all just kept those things under wraps and just let it out in small doses, we're like ripping off society and our friends and the world and our family. Let's vulnerably live from our strength. Here's some examples. My friend Liz, she was on this po- podcast recently, okay? Um, she is Coastal Organizing Company. You guys should check that out as well. She is amazing. But let me tell you, she is orderly and organized by nature, okay? And now she has given herself permission to live into this and turned it into a business, an, organi- an organizing company, and she helps other people benefit from her strengths. Okay, so this was not always her job. Do you realize that? She had kind of like put that aside as a thing that she knew was something she did, but then she had this, this other job. When she was watching her daughter organize her toys and so forth, she had like these memories and thoughts about like, gosh, like that is how I was as a little girl. Maybe this, this orderly, this organization, this thing is, is my nature. It's who I am, not just what I do. And she gave herself to say, what if I just did that? Like, what if that was my job? What if I did that for other people and just owned that this is who I am? And now that is her company. What? Yes. <laughs> See, when we live from our true nature, it's freedom. This this is the good stuff, right? When you see somebody who has taken a strength that they have and they're able to live it outside of themselves to help other people benefit, 
that is a beautiful like place of identity, a strength that she is living and vulnerably putting herself out there saying, hey, this is something that I'm good at and I think that it can serve you. What? Yes, Liz. <laughs> okay. Also, I'm going to type in my friend Chad. You guys, he can sing like I don't, I don't even know who. He is next level. And when he really lets himself sing, and I mean really lets himself go there, it's transcendent. Like the whole room goes with him. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about or if you've seen live music recently, but have you ever been in a room when you're listening and you can hear the artist is almost like a little bit restrained, like they're holding back in some of their vocals and you're waiting until they get to the spot and all of a sudden they just like let it rip and the whole room goes with that person is like, yes, yes, that is owning your strength. When Chad gets up there and leads us, like ushers us into this place of like mind-blowing beauty, we all experienced something more beautiful and got to a place that we could not have gotten to on our own because he let us use his vocals to like blow our minds. He's amazing. And I get it. You know, you're listening. You're like, okay, well, I'm not organized and I don't sing like an angel. Um, and I get it. These are obvious strengths. But let me tell you what, these qualities, these are not even the best things about my friends. Not even close. You see, Liz has this incredible ability to produce honesty. And I don't even know if I've seen this trait in someone before in this way, but she is so honest in her own being and self and way, and she speaks openly and honestly about her life and journey and the place she is now in such a way it invites honesty. She's disarming. With Liz, you immediately feel comfortable like you can share anything and she's not going to judge you. You feel safe because she's smart and aware and caring and there. These are also her strengths and also the place that she lives from. And Chad, you guys, he's one of the most tender-hearted, caring people I know. And I'm totally tearing up as I even talk about him. He's the real deal. <laughs> he's smart and witty and funny as hell, but it's his heart, his love for others. Man, I am lucky to be his friend. And I want my sons to witness a giant-hearted man. You guys, I want you to think into your own story in this way. Search your obvious strengths. Sometimes it's easier to start there. What are you known for? What do you do often and enjoy? And then take it further. What are your less obvious strengths? Your beneath the surface kind of stuff. I'm going to give you some more examples of the under the surface stuff because I think that some of the, the biggies up on top we might be able to name on our own. And here's an exercise into my own vulnerability. I get excited about little things. Every time, and I mean literally every time I see dolphins in the ocean, I get so excited. It's like I've never seen the ocean before. I, I can't handle it. I either ju I jump up or I have to acknowledge it in some way. I, I can't help myself. You would literally think that I'm, I'm not from here. <laughs> I can't help it. I am totally overtaken by the sheer magic of them every single time. And I love this about myself. I'm excitable. This is not a strength I'm listing on a resume, but it is a core part of who I am. It's a core part of my strength as a human because it has remained untouched by pain and trauma and dark. See, it feels like this part of me that has made it through the fire. 
And it is from this exact place, this excitableness, this genuine love for mystery or magic. This is the same place that I love my husband from. You see, when I see his car pull up from work, I can't help but smile. I feel just as giddy as when we were teenagers. I love him so much. I, I, he, I used to hear, listen for his car. He used to have the super loud engine because it was super cool to do that in high school. And every time I'd hear it, I'd feel like excitement coursed through my, through my body. I was so excited that he was, he was there. This part of me is the place from which I play with my kids. I invite them into wildness and join them in their kidness and eat ice cream from this place. I don't have to have it all figured out, but I can stay in the mystery. This core part of me is my strength. It is in here, in this place, that good exists and cannot be extinguished. And I know it in my core. Beyond all the other things I have witnessed and endured and heard of and read about and lived through and even borne witness to in my office, this piece of me exists and is true. And I think it helps me lead others to their own good piece too. See, that excitable, pure part of who I am, I think, is what also gifts me the ability to do the work that I do, to day in and day out be able to suffer with those who are suffering and to mourn with those who are mourning and to rejoice with those who are rejoicing. That peace, that belief in good, that sense that no matter what comes, that there will be this prevailing, that allows me to enter into the work that I get to do with other people with a bold sense of, oh yeah, girl, bring it, bring it on, whatever it is, whatever there is, whatever darkness, whatever pain, whatever is there, we can go in, we can look at it, we can do that work because I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, as as much as I know my own name, that on the other side is good and that it always exists and that it is always real. Yeah. So what is it for you? What is your strength? Are you generous? Are you patient? Are you intelligent? Are you a good cook? Are you caring? Are you strategic? Are you funny? What is your strength? Think big. Think small. But take stock of your things. What is your strength? And how can you share that? How can you live from there? How can you let it out more often and then call it out in others too? Whatever whatever it is, own it, exist in it, flaunt it, walk it out. Have this conversation this week. See, if you're with me today in the trailer, you know that you would not be allowed to leave until we figured out what your thing is. Your thing that makes you you, that you love about you and you can own in your own fabulous way, we all want to share in that with you. So I would for sure, put you on the spot, and that would be okay, because it's just us. But we'd search it out. We'd name it. And we would nod in agreement about it. And then I would challenge you to live the fuck out of it. (laughs) To be as wildly you as possible. To sing. To organize. To shriek at the dolphins. Whatever it is. To just be you in a way that feels absolutely wonderful and fabulous and free that you can harness your inner little J-Fi and cook some kick-ass street food so that the world can eat good things. You guys, sometimes we want to like look at these big, giant, obvious, powerful strengths. And sometimes we want to transition that or translate that into dollar signs or titles or status or whatever other currency that we're looking at. But what if the currency that we were using was this genuine sense of strength in our identity? 
that is something that nobody else could touch or withdraw from or max out your bank account in or steal your social security number and, and spend it all, you guys, what if our currency was the knowledge of our own goodness? What if we live from that place of abundance and knowing who we are and living out of our strength in such a way that we all benefit from it? Like the good parts of communism, <laughs> the good parts of some social communism where we all get to share from each other's goodness and strengths. I want Chad to sing. I'm so thankful that Liz organizes because my drawers still look amazing. I want to see my son Judah love other people well and nurture little kids because he's so good at it. I want Eden to make us all laugh and I want Isaac to solve world hunger and cure cancer because he's so brilliant. If we dampen that, if we shrink that or extinguish that or make other people more comfortable because we're afraid of what they're going to think and if they'll believe that that's really who we are, you guys, then we're like ripping ourselves off and other people as well. Live it out loud. So your job, your, your homework right now is to sit with you. What are you good at? Who are you? What little piece within you is your strength, is your gold? is your currency. I don't care how long you have to sit with this question. Everyone has a thing. It doesn't have to be massive or obvious or something that you can put on a resume. Whatever the you is that makes you you, big, or small. You guys, I literally told you that mine is being excited about dolphins. <laughs> Because it's true, because it's a part of who I am and it just tends to show itself like that. You have something too. I want to know what it is and I want to see it. I want to see you live it so that I can just be like, oh, that's that person doing their thing and letting all the rest of us benefit from it. Sick. That's so great. Let's do that this week, you guys. Let's just be exactly who we are. Let's let our freak flags fly. Let's just be ourselves wildly and beautifully and truthfully, honestly, largely, loudly. Let's do it. I'll see you next week. For listening. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. If you are interested in beginning your own work in therapy or coaching, you can go to www.elisesnipes.com. Follow me on Instagram at Elise Snipes Collective, where I will be sharing more with you throughout the week. 
You can get in touch with me to suggest a topic for the show or to ask a question from your own life you would like to have answered. Or just say hi by emailing me at elise at elisesnipes.com. Remember to subscribe on iTunes and tell your friends.